everybody welcome back to another batman news weekly this is episode 207 in year four and we have to start off this podcast with some sad news because harley quinn the harley quinn because there would be no harley quinn without this woman arlene sorkin sadly passed away last week and unfortunately i don't know what was going on last week everybody was dying last week yeah we lost bob barker we lost Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. Uh, Wyndham Rotunda, who is a wrestler. We lost, um, uh, who am I forgetting? There was like four big names, like huge names. Uh, um, Terry Funk was another wrestler that we lost. Yeah. Um, I feel like a, another big star. Maybe it was Bob Barker that I was thinking about. It was Arlene Sorkin, Bob Barker, Bray Wyatt, Terry Funk. I feel like we lost somebody else, but I could be wrong. But for the geeks out there, those are all probably big things. Bob Barker, as Clay said in the in the Discord... That was what you watched when you were sick mm-hmm. at home. Um, I grew up on The Price is Right. Uh, my grandparents always watched it all the time. And, of course, those days that I did stay home, I was watching it. Um, and Bob Barker was just always a guy that told you to neuter your pets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I have watched wrestling my whole life. And uh, Bray Wyatt was one of my favorite people uh, in current wrestling. And I thought he was doing some really cool things. And his, his death was super shocking because he's a year older than I am. And I was just like, damn. Not only that, uh, I had seen a lot of people, and I think you had even said that there was rumors of him like making a big return yeah. and like doing all sorts of stuff yeah. in the future. Well, it's it's it, yeah, that's what we heard heard the week prior that he was going to be making a comeback, and then he passed. I was like, I don't think that seems like he was going to make a comeback. I feel like that information was wrong. But um, I was at his last match, his last pay-per-view match, at least, at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was just like, oh, shit. Like, that's crazy. Um, but Arlene Sorkin is who we're here to talk about. And granted, we t- we lost Kevin Conroy earlier this year, um, which really sucked. I believe it was this year, right? I don't know. Time flies pretty fast. I think time it was flies so fucking fast. So, uh, let me actually check um, that date. Yeah. But Arlene Sorkin is, like, a lot of people will be like, oh, she was just the voice of Harley Quinn. No. Harley Quinn was based off Arlene Sorkin. It was it was late last year. It oh, was okay. November tenth, twenty twenty two. Okay, Damn. my my concept of time is broken nowadays. Uh, COVID destroyed that. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people, you know, just in case you think that you know um, she was just the original voice, she was more than that. Like, because I believe she was a actress comedian kind of thing, right? Yeah. And she has this very iconic photos that everybody always attributes to her, where she's in a jester outfit. She's literally dressed up as a clown, and her voice is her voice. Like that was Harley Quinn's voice, and. Um, they said that Harley Quinn was modeled after her. And so that is why on Twitter, when everybody was, you know, you know, mourning her, they were saying there would be no Harley Quinn without Arlene Sorkin because the character was created after her. It's not like there would be no Batman if there wasn't Kevin Conroy. It's like, no, he's the greatest Batman of all time. But Batman was created way before Kevin Conroy was maybe even born so yeah. yeah so like he's just the greatest of all time but yeah i don't know i you know unfortunately i feel like she's probably not getting big enough praise as she deserves because she was out of the spotlight for a long time you know she gave up being harley quinn 
I like over a decade ago, probably because it's been Tara Strong for so yeah. for so long. And Tara Strong did have like some, you know, kind words uh, to say about that. And, you know, Tara's worked with both of them. You know, she got to work with Conroy and uh, Arlene because she was Batgirl. So like, you know, they had I'm pretty sure they had episodes together. And so, um, you know, it's probably got to hit her pretty hard because she's losing like so many family members from that show. But yeah, it really sucks to uh, lose the OG Harley Quinn. I, I, she's still the best Harley Quinn. I love that voice. She has yeah. such a great voice for that character. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, I was talking to this uh, with other friends that, you know, uh, about there's all these other deaths that are happening. And for some reason, like, I don't know why I am the only one that I feel like gets older. And I think everybody else is staying the same age, <laughs> which is weird. And yeah, that's, like, that's usually how it works. Yeah. Cause I think all my friends are still in their twenties and they're like, bro, I'm 30. I'm like, when, when did you turn 30? Like it blows my mind. And I don't know if that's because like I'm in my thirties, but it's also, I feel like I'm still a child because I'm into just the nerdiest shit. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm still into the stuff I was in high school that you couldn't be into because you'd be labeled like a nerd and nobody would want to hang out with you. You know what I mean? Except for other nerds. And so like, I don't know. I don't, I guess kind of my mindset is kind of still there just with, you know, more responsibilities. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just sucks seeing a lot of the people that I grew up with are now starting to pass away. And it's just kind of like, um, I don't know, what is it, showing my mortality, I guess, or reminding me of my mortality. So, um, unfortunately. So, yeah, Batman News Weekly just wants to say uh, rest in peace to Arlene Sorkin and her family because she was the greatest Harley Quinn. She was Harley Quinn, is what I will say. Um, So, yeah, unfortunately, that was what happened last week. And uh, it was last week, right? Or did it just happen a few days ago? It was was last week. Okay, last week. So. There was that. Um, but on top of that, the next biggest information that I believe this just came out today, right? Like right before this podcast went live. Yeah. Which was uh, somebody that I personally don't like to listen to a lot. It is uh, a scooper that goes to or by the name of My Time to Shine. Uh, hello. On Twitter. Not never going to call it X. Uh, on Twitter was saying that the Batman part two is supposed to start filming in March, 2024 and Clayface is to be involved. Um, I would take this with a huge grain of salt because writers and actors aren't doing shit right now. I thought the same thing, but directors have all of the, uh, uh, I guess uh claim to territory that they want mm-hmm. and Matt Reeves is the writer and director of the Batman. So, so is he not part of SAG? I don't believe so. like I would assume not. If there is information coming out and doing things mm-hmm. um I would assume that he's not. Now I don't know if there is an actual list that people can like go and and look at to see like hey is this person you know breaking guidelines or are they not you know a part of sag uh because recently i think as of yesterday uh selena gomez was under fire mm-hmm. over uh accidentally uh breaking uh sag after rules and regulations uh for promoting only murders in the building uh with mm-hmm. an instagram post uh it has since been deleted 
but she, uh, she posted a video or a picture or whatever and tagged the main account, which is against the rules. Um, but as far as Matt Reeves, I don't know if he's a part of SAG or yeah. the WGA. Yeah. Um, March 2024 seems really early. I mean, the when did we have the projections for the Batman 2? Was that on the list of movies that would be coming out when Gunn kind of said stuff or no? Because that's uh, Elseworld. Gunn mentioned that the Batman is doing its own thing. Yeah. But the Batman Part 2 was announced and a part of the discussions last year at CinemaCon. Mm -hmm. Or was it this year at CinemaCon? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Back in, uh, I think it was last year, not this year. I, I, there was a report a while back that we probably wouldn't see the Batman at the earliest until 2025. So I guess this is on projection for that. Yeah. Um, but the writer strikes thing has pushed everything back. I don't think this movie comes out until 2026, in my opinion. If you start filming in March, Matt Reeves probably takes like six months to film the movie. So doesn't get into the editor until the end of 2024. Maybe it's out by 2025, which you would think so. It shouldn't take a year to edit a movie because I doubt there's going to be a lot of CGI in it. So I just looked it up. It says, while the cause has not been co confirmed, specu speculations suggest that the ongoing WGA writer strike has its hand in it as both Reeves and Matson Tomlin the writers of the film are actively a part of the strike. So I just don't think the film's it, done. Then. So, so take, so take this with a grain of salt. Um, this is going to be filming in London mm -hmm. in 2024. So it says mm -hmm. we have seen that. I believe it was the spinoff show of game of Thrones. Yeah is still in production in the UK because a majority of the actors and writers are from the UK. Yeah. I don't know the exemptions of like filming in the UK and all of that when it comes uh -huh. to the strike and everything else. Um, well, Pattinson isn't from, um, the is he isn't from america so it doesn't bother him or it doesn't really affect him pretty sure matt reeves is american mm -hmm. so it should affect him uh and i think a lot of that cast is also american so you know I well think uh colin farrell he i mean the penguin has not finished production and because he is out there uh yeah but he's also not american which is funny yeah so um so he's obviously a part but of it. But I want I wonder if he has a US residence. Yeah, that's true. You would think Pattinson has to have a US res residence. I would at think at least uh, uh, I know that the rules and regulations for like taxes and everything else, mm. you have to stay in the US or in a certain state within six months and one day of every year. Yeah. So um they might. I'm I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know how that goes down necessarily, but, uh, the biggest part is not necessarily when it starts filming, but that Clayface is to be involved. Now, this is the worst character, I think, for a live action realistic Batman. Um, 
I think we've kind of already called this a million times. If they are going to do Clayface, it is going to be a guy that changes his face with prosthetics. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. Um, I think that's kind of lame. I don't, I don't think that's how you use Clayface. I hope for some reason or whatever reason, the only way I see this Clayface thing happening is that if they're going to give that other guy a movie for sure. Flanagan or whatever his name is. Yeah, Mike Flanagan. If I feel like that is like, oh yeah, he's a, we really like his movie, so we're just gonna pigeonhole Clayface into this next movie. You know what I mean? Um, or you know, uh, Matt Reeves was like, oh yeah, I'm totally down with that. Like I can spin him out. You know what I mean? Because it just says to be involved doesn't mean that it's gonna be the main villain. You True. Know? So he could just be a side character that gets introduced. Yeah, like, like a, a penguin. backdoor pilot type thing. Yeah, um, I think that's stupid uh you know granted it has happened in a lot of shows or movies i should say but kind of like james like a lot of people were worried like oh james gunn is just making a justice league movie you know what i mean and he is like no they all serve a role in the superman movie that's gonna be coming out he's like i don't make i don't put characters in my movies just to do spinoffs you know what i mean or to launch a universe so i don't like unless clayface has a big involvement i don't see how that happens unless again I mean, Reeves is doing a bunch of spinoffs. I don't know how much they're going to keep giving him uh, to just have free reign to do whatever he wants with the universe. I I genuinely think that allowing the Batman to continue is only going to hurt the Batman in the DCU, in my opinion. Yeah, we've we've talked about this in in, in many different ways. We we know that according to James Gunn that you know we will most likely be getting the fantastical supernatural comic book accurate Batman mm-hmm. um but there's a there's already there's already people uh, I I know several people that are like well if they get Batman wrong in the DCU that's fine because I have the Batman yeah yeah and that's the best of both worlds right like we kind of talked about that it's the best of both worlds, but that sucks. Yeah. That people are just going to be like, I don't need goofy bat. Like people call it goofy Batman. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's not goofy Batman. It's comic book accurate, badass Batman. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like I, I need to see him with grappling hooks and batarangs and, you know, flipping and jumping and spinning and kicking everybody's ass. Like, that's what I want to see. Yeah. When it it's comes funny. To it's funny that a lot of people are like, Avatar could have never been made today. I mean, could, you know, couldn't have been made 20 years ago. Or like, Star Wars, uh, you couldn't have made the first three episodes without the technology and all that kind of stuff. I'd argue that even though Batman doesn't require a lot of special effects, he was still made way too early. Because everybody, like, granted, 89 and, you know, the other ones that came after were pretty campy. Yeah. But they're still not really following Batman to a T, you know what I mean? Like we're not getting what we get in the comic books. Yeah. Like because as much as I love those campy ass movies, the fighting is boring as hell. Like it's a kapow, you know what I mean? It's like it's not yeah. exciting. I loved Nolan's idea of it. Again, fighting was trash in that movie. Yeah. It was so boring. Um and then Ben Affleck comes around. The one thing I will always praise Zack Snyder for and it is he gave us a Batman that came from the comic books. He was a badass. He had a lot of gadgets. He just looked cool. But unfortunately, 
Heath Ledger is the reason why everybody likes realistic Batman. Yeah. The, which is... You actually bring up a really good yeah. point. It's not Batman <laughs> that people love about yeah. realistic Batman. It's the Joker. It's yes. the villains. It's the it's that's just sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you the only thing Yeah, the only thing people do from the Nolan universe for Batman is the voice. Where is he? That's, that's the only thing people do. Nobody yeah. else is praising anything else about Batman in that movie. They're just not. They're praising Bane. Everybody does the Bane voice everywhere they go. They're praising Joker. Granted, I don't think anybody was really praising uh, praising Raish in the first movie. But, you know, to be honest, I didn't even watch the first movie in theaters. That's the thing. Like, I watched the second one in theaters because I saw the first one, like, on Netflix or something. And I was all like, oh, I didn't even know this movie came out. Like, it's crazy. And because I just wasn't up to date with everything. And, um... And I was like, yeah, this is a cool movie. I was like, I want to go see the second one. It's going to be cool. And then I fell in love with the second one, you know? And it doesn't help that we got an amazing film with the Joker. Because I'm like, oh, now everybody wants fucking realistic Joker. And it's like, that's just not the fucking comic books, man. Like, it sucks. And and I want to go ahead and say this. We are not attempting to gatekeep no. Batman or Joker or anything else. I feel like everybody else wants to gatekeep this idea that Batman can only be this way. Yes. Or the villains can only be this way. And that's just not true. The best thing about comic books, the best thing about the creation of these characters is that you eventually had to pass it on to other writers and other artists, which means that you get a new version of that, of that character in both the way they look the way they sound and the way they act. And sometimes it's a really big stretch to where you're like, "Ah, I don't like that. Or somebody evolves the character and you're like, holy shit, this is what makes it better. Yeah. And that's what we need in movies. Yes. We can't just keep saying, Hey, this is the gold standard and just keep it the same boring thing over and over and over again. Yeah, I agree. And I don't, I don't understand. Because here's the thing, too. The more realistic you get with Batman, the more you get away from the character of Batman. Like, we've had this discussion on the podcast a million times, and there is this weird, like, subgroup of Batman fans that are like, it's stupid he doesn't kill. Like, realistically, he should kill. Which blows my mind. I say it every time. I don't (laughs) kill anybody every day. (laughs) Like, it's not unrealistic that people don't kill. I have friends that are cops, and I know cops are the villains of today. They don't kill anybody. Like, and they're cops, and they're apparently, that's what they do. You know what I mean? And I'm not here to get into a political discussion. I'm just saying, I have friends that are cops. They don't kill every day. And so it being unrealistic that Batman doesn't kill is the fucking stupidest argument I've ever heard. Yeah, I I don't understand it because... In that case, you think that every hero should kill. Yeah. And that's not what heroes do. Yeah. You yeah. know? So here's the thing. Uh, I was having a discussion with a, another friend of mine about one of my books I'm reading. 
And I, as I was talking to her, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want the the hero to kill or the main character to kill or not, or be somebody that just beats the shit out of them like ruthlessly and they have to suffer with injuries. You know what I mean? And she was like, I prefer you don't have him kill because that keeps him more of a hero. Um, and like, it's, you know, it's, he still appreciates life, but he beats the shit out of them to where they're not going to do bad again. And I was just like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. He's a hero. And like, that's kind of what separates villains from, cause it's always, it, uh, the one thing I've always admired about Batman is no matter what, even in the worst case scenarios, he's had the will to not kill somebody where yeah. I think if somebody pissed me off bad enough, like, Oh, they murdered my family. They did something like that. And somebody was like, no consequences. You can pull the trigger. Will you do it? Hell yeah. Exactly. Like, and that's the exact point. When it gets to the breaking point for the average person, they will cross that line. But the thing that makes Batman so cool is that even when he gets to that breaking point, he has the will to say no. Yeah. Because it's so hard to do that. Yes. Like a lot of people will. It's so hard to walk away from a fight because because you already know one everybody's gonna see you as a loser. You're gonna have to put up with that idea, but it's it, there's no benefit from it. Like one, you get your ass beat, or two, what does it serve for you? You just beat the shit out of somebody if you are able to beat the shit out of somebody. Now, granted, some people will be like, "Damn, that guy deserved it," but it doesn't help anything because it just perpetuates violence after that. Because the person you beat the shit out of is probably gonna resent you for the rest of their life. You might have to walk out, like worry about like over your shoulder for a little bit because not everybody just takes a beating and goes away. You know, they're like they plot out the rest of their life to take you out or some shit. Like violence is just there's always bad reasons for violence, which we're gonna have some talking points about that later in one book that we probably yeah. both hate. But you know, we'll we'll be talking about that later. But I do think um, I don't know, like. Not killing is, I think, what is so interesting about heroes. And it's also the fact of, like, these people will help you no matter what. And, like, they're there for people that don't even want them to be there, which I think is a fair thing. And um, I don't know. It's just it's always such a weird discussion with any of that. But bringing it back on track. I just don't think you do a good clay. Like it sucks because this will probably be the first version of Clayface on the big screen. And it's going to be an unrealistic version. And here's the thing. If they get a really good actor that does it and plays this Clayface amazing, people are going to be like, damn, that Clayface character is really cool. Like I want to see more of that Clayface character. I'm like, you haven't even seen the real Clayface character. And people are like, oh, this version sucks. They should do the creepy, psych- uh, you know, a psychotic version from the Batman 2 movie. And I'm like, bro, like, it's just, it sucks. Like, when you you have these amazing characters already. Again, we just did that in One Bad Day. Such an amazing story on how to showcase Clayface. Yeah. And again and some people are probably listening to this being like dude they could do that in the movie i'm like tonally they cannot they can technically yes they can just make cgi crazy tonally you are going to fuck that movie to plays devil's advocate though they did the same thing in batman begins to batman the dark knight they built a gritty crazy gotham and then made it super colorful the fucking next movie so they could change the tone 
Um, they, but, they use the they use that Zack Snyder blue filter, you know. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know if they will change it that tonally. Um, but we'll see. I just don't think you bring Clayface into the Batman. Um, and I don't know. I don't I don't understand it. I mean, cool. It's better than giving me Two Face, which you know what I'm pretty sure Two Face is going to be in that movie um if it's not harvey dent will be in the movie for sure if it's not two-faced he'll probably get his face burned by the end of the movie so he's a villain in the third movie um we're probably gonna get a lot of joker in it too we're probably gonna get the asylum that's probably what's gonna happen yeah and in the second movie but i don't know like you haven't set up anything for i mean i guess they did set up the asylum uh correction i I forgot a lot about that movie they they set up the asylum but the thing was we and this is still much a, de- a debate because we haven't heard anything since. Yeah. But there is this idea of like the asylum show. Yeah. Happening. And then it wasn't happening. And then it was happening. And like there, there's still like it's it's still up in the air uh, from, from what I understand as as an audience member who looks yeah. at these things. But we like I feel like there this probably should have been in development this whole universe for matt reeves yeah but i honestly think uh in a kind of having to step back from the reeves verse zaslov and gun had to really push their dcu to yeah try to get fans to be like hey we trust us we we're building this thing and you know we've kind of see how that has gone with the last few movies that have been in the theaters yeah i just don't think I, it's unfortunate, but I think from a business standpoint, you want to give people options, but in a movie from movies, you don't. It needs to be like, this is the only Batman you're going to fucking get. We don't have Batman at home. This is what you're getting. You're right. Because like yeah. for me, I think we've brought this up before. Mm-hmm. The idea of making competitive movies within your own studio yeah. is a bad idea. Agreed. Yeah, like it, it just is because if people and everybody could have their own opinion, but if people like the Batman compared mm-hmm. to Batman Brave and the Bold, every single time you see Batman in a trailer for the DCU, nobody's going to care. Yeah. And it's going to af- affect, quote unquote, your box office. Mm hmm. And even though you're like, oh, at least we have the Batman, you're still losing money on the money. You're still losing money on the movie that you invested in. Yeah. Like that's arguably going to cost more because there's probably going to be CGI. There's probably going to be stuff like that. It's not going to be as practical. So, yeah. um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't. uh, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would love to know the, the money behind this. What I, I think the DCU Batman would sell more products, whereas yes. the Batman two or the Batman would not. I would like to like okay, because so, the Pattinson toy doesn't look as cool as the fucking comic book toy. You're right, but it is Batman. The name Batman sells Fair. no matter what. Fair. I don't know. I would say, granted, I didn't like the movie, but I there wasn't me. I wasn't going out of my way to get the merchandise for that. You know what I mean? But I also didn't see a lot of merchandise. Granted, again, 
there was COVID and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, people weren't necessarily going out in droves to go get things. People were er- ordering online. The only thing that I know that you have mm-hmm. is the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing that was advertised. That was the only thing I ever bought because I bought it on Amazon. Then I, I bought that before the movie. I wouldn't yeah. have bought it after. And then uh, then I got sent a care package that was all Batman stuff. And I was like, oh, God. Ended up selling all of it. So I made some money <laughs> off of it, which was great. But I didn't care for any of it. You know what I mean? It was like a plushie, a pillow, you know, stuff like that. Uh, a hoodie. But, yeah, I don't know. The merchandise, like the toys didn't. The Riddler toy. Like, that's a peg warmer. Like, yeah. nobody gives a shit about the Riddler toy. And they sent me that, too. And I was just like, I don't care. I think I sold it at a garage sale. Or I still have it. Either one of them. Um, <laughs> but, like, who cares about the Riddler toy? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem... I, it doesn't seem like it moves merchandise. It's not something I would play with as a child. Um, but I don't know. Also, do you really want your kid playing with a realistic Riddler toy? Like a creepy ass fucking sadistic murderer. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird the way people are like, oh, it's Batman, so it's okay for yeah. us to make merchandise of it and make toys of it, and people will just buy it, whatever. Um, because a part of you can say, and like the part of marketing that towards yeah. uh you, you know, the studios and everything else is like, oh, well, the average collector will still buy it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not necessarily a kid's toy. It is, but mm. the average collector will purchase it. Yeah. But and you I, need to push it towards kids because they're going to sure. be the ones that poke their parent. Hey, I want that. I want that. I want that. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people would be like, oh, the animated series, they were still killers. Fair. That is a fair point. There, there are bad villain people, but the animated toys are very cartoony. You yes. know what I mean, you don't, you don't, uh, kids don't take the cartoony stuff serious. You can't make anything cartoony about the Riddler in the Batman. <laughs> like, yeah. he was sadistic. I mean, not he, actually, he was, he was kind of fucking boring, to be honest. But like, still, he was a murderer. He did things like that. He planned out. He killed people. It's what he did. Um, and I was like, mm, I don't really, I wouldn't have my niece playing with that toy. You know what I mean? There's so many better toys that you could get. Um, so, yeah, I just think from, because we've always heard, this is the biggest thing with Schumacher, right? Schumacher, they were like, hey, we need to make your movie a little bit more ridiculous because we need to sell toys. That's yeah. always been what movies were for, is to push merchandise. Not always. Obviously, the Oscars, all that kind of stuff. You ain't making merchandise out of those movies. But, like, the blockbuster movies are, when like, When it comes to the IP movies, yes, you're there going you go. to want to merchandise them. For sure. When it comes to Batman, when it comes to these superheroes, I think that is still a big factor. Yeah, you don't see sure. it as often because... I think it was about a decade ago, uh, mm-hmm. 2010s, um, there was a huge popularity of adapting movies into video games. Do you mm-hmm. remember those? Like, Batman Begins had a video game, and yep. Superman Returns had a video game, Thor had a video game, Green Lantern had a video game. Like, there was so much You enveloped- used to get video games from like mcdonald's and like pizza hut pizza hut and like uh pepsi had their own games and stuff yeah which was crazy yeah but like the the big thing was for a lot of these superhero films was these studios were like oh we need to stretch the money out as much as possible so we can Mm -hmm. make as much as possible yeah and now i think that 
the idea is oh these movies sell themselves mm-hmm. the dcu has a lot to work towards yeah from from what they are learning now like and it was just i i saw an article or a, a, a twitter post yesterday i think it was that aquaman is now the uh, is now officially the only dceu movie to have the shortest span between its first trailer and its release yeah that movie's got to be really bad yeah like because we've heard that um you know if you you know a movie's going to be bad if there's no reviews for it like early reviews Mm -hmm. because they're like we can't afford for this movie to get reviewed early so i doubt there's going to be any reviews of that movie uh, any early screenings for critics or anything like that, meaning it's going to be horrible. And, you know, it it's kind of another reason why it kind of hurts because I feel like critics... Look, this is why I say you should never believe critics because I think critics are humans, obviously, but yes. they're very biased and they can act with their emotions. And I feel like if a critic always gets free movies and they're like, I got to pay to see Aquaman to review it, I'm not going to be so generous when I write this review. You know what I mean? There's got to be some that do that. So, like, could easily hurt the movie because they had to go pay to watch it. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I I think that movie... I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. It has Momoa in it, though. I okay, see so looking back, uh, I needed to make sure when the latest thing was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like... Uh, let's see here. I'm I'm looking. It says here, Warner Brothers has three films left uh, coming uh, out in December 2023. Mm -hmm. Of those films, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom is the only one without a trailer or any kind of marketing. And then, unfortunately, My Time to Shine uh, Mm -hmm. is the one that quoted it says, I was going to say there is still plenty of time, but then I realize it's coming out in three months. It's only been three months. And I'm looking. I, I went ahead and searched test screening aquaman mm-hmm. and i think the last time that it test screened uh was uh gosh i can't even see well it says here uh back in february uh there was a test screening yeah that was the last test screening was back in february and That's we had crazy. heard they had i think a total of three test screenings mm-hmm. One with Batman, one without Batman, one with Batman, then edited out. So it's had a lot of changes to the movie itself. So yeah. it's going to be a mess. Yeah. They should have just turned it into a full-blown comedy at this point and just have the Poochie ending from The Simpsons where Aquaman gets like teleported. He's like, oh, my, I got to go back to my home planet. And then they just and, and they just do it with actually cut out figures of the characters and just end the movie that way. Because it's so bad. Because uh, he's not going to be Aquaman going forward. Like, it, unless that movie makes a billion dollars again, that's the only way he's staying on as Aquaman. Uh, he's more than likely going to be Lobo. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's going to be kind of bad. But anyways, should move on to the next topic. Uh, moving on from that. Uh, and that is, speaking of the DCU, a fan favorite actor has confirmed that they have met with James Gunn to be in the universe. This actor is, I believe this is how you say it, Gina Carlo Espinosa. 
uh esposito sorry um and they uh have they were at an event i forget what this event's called let me check um because it was let's see they okay it's just from somebody they don't say what the event is yeah it just says at a convention in 2022 yeah uh well esposito said that you that he has met with james gunn for a product because somebody was saying if he would want to be a part of the dcu and he says he's actually met with james gunn now who do we think he's going to be if he's met with james gunn there's a lot of people that want him to be mr freeze a lot of people i know that is a big uh uh fan casting for him Mm -hmm. uh I think I've seen some people fan cast him as, uh, oh shoot, uh, oddly it, enough, mm-hmm. Raish. Uh, I don't think he would be a good great Raish. No, he shouldn't be a Raish at all. No, um, no. I feel like Raish should be somebody that's a little bit more active, um, mm-hmm. that can probably like throw down in some fights and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like they'll probably do the desert fight. You mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. That would be a big iconic fight scene um i think i think you might have mentioned this a while ago a while back but he should be hugo strange yes yes hugo strange is another one i kind of like him as freeze though that'd be kind of cool i wanted what's his name to be freeze from doctor who peter capaldi i think he was fantastic but he's obviously already been in the dcu um so yeah i don't know man i don't know who he would be i could see him as a scarecrow I could see him as uh, as an older scarecrow. I can. I was even thinking like if you want to go like maybe alien with him, he could probably be uh, one of the guardians for Guardians of Gal uh, for Guardians mm. Galaxy for uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think you you should keep him probably in like the Batman because yeah. I he's a big name mm-hmm. and. Uh, also, I've seen a lot of people recently have this conversation that they want uh, Michael Fassen- Fassenbender, Fassbender? Fassbender, Fassbender, yeah, ba- as Batman. Huh? No, no, thank you. <laughs> um, I like Fassbender. Well, I like him in all movies that are not X Men. I thought he was okay as Magneto. I know people love him as Magneto, but yeah, I thought he was okay. I didn't think he was the greatest. Yeah, the, but there's a big conversation going on right now that like he should be the DCU Batman. That's weird no i don't i don't agree with that at all jake gyllenhaal or bust that's what i'm going with <laughs> give me jake gyllenhaal that's all i want uh um, you you have to have a runner-up because we all know that james gunn is not just gonna be like oh yeah jake gyllenhaal like okay uh, ben affleck <laughs> that's my runner <laughs> give me give me either one of those people that's all i want oh um, man james Ben Affleck's too busy going to Valorant uh, conventions or Valorant championships with his kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is crazy. I like that he's a big nerd, which is funny. Um, I mean, you have to be a big nerd. Well, no. I've seen a lot of douche- douchebags with uh, bad tattoos. I was going to say, like, you got to be a big nerd to get a whole Phoenix tattooed on your back, right? Like, that's just ridiculous. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So I don't know who um, who he would be. Uh, do you think they get him away from being a villain? No, because he's usually I, typecast as the villain. He is typecast as the villain. Um, even when he gets into video games, he's the villain. Yeah. Um, I, I think the only thing 
that you could make him be um yeah we already have a mr terrific mm-hmm. um and i i do think he might have he might be a little too old for mr terrific um i think either if if you want to go with the good guy route he is either a chief from doom patrol oh, okay or uh dr stone uh cyborg's father Oh, he'd be wasted there, I think. I that's what I mean. He would be wasted there. Uh I Lucius. Think... He could be oh, Lucius if you wanna Lucius. if you wanna give him a good role, you know, that he's gonna probably get a lot of screen time because he'd probably work with the Bat family too. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I think that would be interesting. Um Especially know. if if James Gunn wants to expand this universe, yeah. we eventually uh, get uh, his sons. Yeah. Oh God. I only want Jace. one son. Yeah. I only want. <laughs> I only want one son. Jace was uh, the kid that, like, you find out that your dad had a secret affair and just ruins the family. Like that. <laughs> that's that's Jace. That's a joke for anybody that actually is in that situation. I'm sorry that. <laughs> Your dad ruined your family. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, um, but like, no, but is that book even going on anymore? Uh, I am Batman. No, yeah, no. no. Uh, yeah. I have not seen uh, that title uh, in months. I think yeah. that book is dead. Is Ridley even a writer anymore? Because that was probably uh, the last thing he was writing, right? For DC, yes. I, I think yeah. he's still working at Marvel for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. I don't even think he's doing that anymore. I think he kind of ruined that also. Um, I don't think he's doing anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he ain't working in Hollywood right now, that's for sure. Yeah. Nobody yeah. is. Um, so that kind of sucks. But, but yeah, I don't know. I Am Batman was not... I mean, it was just... You had something you could have done there, and it just wasn't good. Uh, anyways, done poorly, I should say. But that is all the news I think we have um, for this week or anything big that was coming out. Um, but anyways, moving on from that, I believe we have a few viewer questions. Yes. So let's uh, check these out. Uh, starting in the Discord, we have Arwitz that says, What do you think is the most comic-accurate live-action Batman we currently have? And how can they make the new Batman more comic accurate? So we've kind of talked about this multiple times. Yeah. I would say the most comic. Well, it's it's hard to say because everybody's going to be like, it's going to be uh, Zack Snyder. Like, that's the most comic accurate. Yes, but he also killed a lot. So that, that I, doesn't. I would say, I would say, and we've said this a lot too. Zack Snyder made a arkham asylum batman yeah uh, nice. yeah well did arkham asylum kill i don't think that arkham well, asylum i, batman I would say like just because of like the the action and, and mm-hmm. everything else everybody yeah everybody looks at that warehouse scene and like that's arkham asylum like holy yeah crap, okay you know yeah yeah it's fair enough uh i think when it comes to like villains and stuff i have to go like 89 because that joker is joker um mm-hmm. and no other joker has come close to that in my opinion when it comes to comic book accuracy a lot of people are like what about gotham 
one, he was never called Joker, so you can't technically say that, although we know what they were playing at. And that was two different people, two different Jokers. It's not even the same thing. Yeah. So uh, I would not count that. Also, I don't even think it was that comic book accurate, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I think you have to separate them, to be honest, because I, I do think uh, aesthetically uh, Snyder's Batman was pretty comic book accurate. Um, but uh, when it comes to 89, 89 has had comic books made after it now. So it's even more comic book accurate than anything because they've built that movie into its own world. But um, I would have to go. You you take elements from each Batman movie, to be honest, because that Joker from '89 is comic book accurate, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. that's that's the only answer I can really give there. I don't think there's one. But for the second part of that question, how do you make it more comic book accurate? You just do stuff the comic books too. Like it's you don't do realistic Batman. That's that, that's my one note. Don't do realistic Batman. Yeah, that's it. I, I I think that you. I think we have to dive a little bit more into the supernatural. Yeah. Um, that being Killer Croc, mm-hmm. Clayface, Man Bat, do things that have to force the creators of these movies to think outside of, oh, he just has his fists and his logic. Like, no, like you have to think outside the box. You think about the crazy gadgets. You think about the awesome technology, like you 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 just go that far into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to see a comic book accurate killer croc. Like, yeah. And you know, after we saw the we read the one bad day clayface book, I need to see that clayface. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's what I want from yeah. a live action comic book accurate Batman film. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on to the next question, we have kids too. Who is your favorite voice actor of uh, voice actor uh, voice of Joker outside of Mark Hamill and Troy Baker? I don't have one. I do. Really? Yes. Who's that? John DiMaggio. Okay. He is the Joker from Under the Red Hood. He voices Bender in Futurama. Mm. Uh, it he, for some reason. That voice was just so good. There's uh, this moment that kind of solidified it as like, oh, he's one of my favorite Jokers. Um, There's a scene where he is locked up in this one square room with like Mm -hmm. seven people in it. And uh, Joker steals a gun and kills all of the guards. And he's like, I'm going to need some guys. Yeah. Well, not these guys. These guys are all dead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's nice. good. I, if I can't remember your voice from a movie, I can't say you're my favorite, you know? Yeah. So granted, it's been a long time since I've seen Under the Red Hood. So um, I can't say it's super memorable for me, but Troy Baker is the only one that I'm like, I've ever been like, oh, he's acceptable if Mark Hamill's not going to do it anymore. So, uh, you know, kind of, I don't have one. That's all I can only answer there, kids do. Uh, Raphael says, uh, I know 2023 isn't over yet, but favorite movie or series of the year? Um, I guess this is just open to anything. Oh, man. It's not really Batman related, but I mean, I guess we could do superhero movie related. I'm going to go yeah. probably Blue Beetle. 
Blue Beetle would be the movie. Um, series of the year is uh, My Adventures with Superman. Uh, it has really? been really, been really it. good. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been watching anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm actually behind two episodes of My My Adventures with Superman, so I need to catch up. Yeah. But it's it's been really, really good. Yeah, uh, I've actually watched a lot of stuff this year um, because I have a TV in my room now, which I haven't been using much lately. But uh, I've been watching a lot of anime. Uh, To say my favorite thing of the year, definitely not Jujutsu Kaisen. 11 episodes in, still don't care. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't. I'm sorry. I, I just I don't know when I'm supposed to be wowed. I think it's because I'm comparing it to like the other four things that get talked about all the time, attack on Titan demon slayer and what else gets talked about all the time. But like it would be under both of those shows for me. Oh, and chainsaw man. Like I'd rather watch those three other shows than Jujutsu Kaisen. So like, wow. Yeah. I really like chainsaw man. Um, like visually when it came out, but I don't know, man. I caught up on Attack on Titan this year. I think Attack on Titan is like probably my favorite thing, um, because like every time I watch it, like every time there's like a death or it's like something big in the story, I'm just like, damn, I can't wait to happen. What's next? So I'm gonna say Attack on Titan. I don't even know if that came out this year. I, my concept of time is just so bad. Yeah. If it if it didn't come out this year, then Demon Slayer probably, because um, I don't think I've, I've seen anything else. I've been catching up on The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead, and that show's pretty good, uh, at least the first couple seasons. But And then they took it off Hulu, and I've been able to watch it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. So there's that one. Moving over to the YouTube, we got Nathan who says, I feel like some bat, bat, villain, uh, bat villains should be more fantastical, which would be the coolest. Scarecrow gets Pennywise abilities. Oh, Jesus. Uh, ventriloquist being able to make people into puppets and control them. That's very anime. Uh, uh, Zaz. Wait, Zaz? Zaz. Is that how you spell Zaz? Or am I saying that wrong? Uh, Is that how you spell Zaz? Yeah, Zaz. That's weird. I don't know why I feel like it's spelled differently. Uh, growing a little uh, bigger each time. Yeah, after each kill, making his, uh, his room infinite. His room infinite? I'm, I'm that one confuses me. Maxi Zeus gets lightning powers, uh, either speed force or Shazam magic. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Zach Maxi Zeus. Uh, we'll be talking about them later. Uh, Clay would hate Scarecrow, uh, with Pennywise abilities. That would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Uh, um, although, well, Pennywise isn't really a nightmare type of thing, he's just an alien. Yeah. So, out of all of these, the most interesting one would probably be Ventriloquist making puppets. Yeah. In my opinion. But that is, like, Naruto. So, oh uh, yeah, you know, there's a character from Naruto that does that. The Zaz one confuses me. Because he grows Growing a little, a little bigger. bigger after each kill, making his room infinite. I don't understand yeah. what his room has to be like. Yeah. I, I I I don't understand that. Uh, uh, if you can elaborate uh, on that, we could probably debate that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, Maxi Zeus getting lightning powers, speed force, Shazam magic. Um, funny enough, I think this has actually happened in like an Elseworlds story or comics. Yeah. Um, it does make him 
a little bit more uh or uh it makes him a little less of a joke um in all honesty uh which is what i want you know we had that yeah. debate when it came to you know picking the better trilogy or whatever mm-hmm. with our last question um you know my big thing is that maxi zeus is usually a joke because it's somebody who thinks he's a god yeah um and it would give him a little bit more validity um with that yeah. um i would he like be a it. bigger a bigger player in the villain spectrum for yeah sure. I, I i would like it but i think the ventriloquist just with the aesthetic of gotham yeah. uh i think it would it would help him a lot more yeah i'd go ventriloquist i think that'd be pretty cool and he might actually get more airtime in the comics if did that you the see case. uh i i know it's not really a topic of discussion with us because it's not really batman related but you posted that thing with with tom hanks um yeah. wanting to be in the dcu a lot of people want him to be ventriloquist <laughs> Yeah, I mean that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I could see that. You know, he wouldn't need to do a lot of action stuff. It'd be more mm-hmm. acting. But here's the thing: ventriloquist usually doesn't talk a lot. It's usually Scarface. Yeah, so he would just do the Woody voice for scare. Uh, for Scarface. that would be funny, and that, that would be, would be insane. <laughs> yeah, is do you think the Woody voice is copyrighted? No, no, I way. don't know. Disney's fucking crazy. There's I, no way you can't I, copyright somebody's voice. I don't know. It'd be well, that's the whole reason they're fighting for AI right now. What do you mean? <laughs> that's the reason why they're trying to fight AI so they could copy their voices. Oh shit. Copyright their voices. Um, that's gonna be some shit. Uh I mean, and, and, and uh what's his name? Darth Vader just sold his voice. Yeah, but it's not copyright. I don't know, man. Like I we're going to find out in the next 10 years for sure. Yeah. Cause yeah. I've always said people, I feel like if you're in something, unless it's a public place, you should own the rights to your likeness. I think. Well, he, cause here's the funny thing. You cannot copyright your name. Well, yeah. Cause it's, it's because we, it's kind of done every name everywhere. So yeah, exactly. But you can copyright a name if it has special characters. So if it's in all caps, mm-hmm. you can copyright it. But it's usually for the use of something like merchandise. So if you want to yeah. make a t-shirt or something, yeah. then you can copyright that name. Yeah. Um, funny enough, uh, again, my family is not the smartest. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle attempted to copyright or has attempted to copyright his name mm-hmm. uh because he's in the middle of some stupid court case or whatever and he's trying to sue the court for using his name wow <laughs> wow <laughs> all right um that's oh. funny uh <laughs> that's- when he told me that i yeah. i just walked away i was like i i i don't need to know more yeah I hope they never complain about money problems because I can find one instance where they're wasting some money. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. I Moving on. Uh, Jason Todd says, uh, why does it seem Batman is more tolerant and goes easier on Harley Quinn than with Red Hood? He's just trying to smash? Um, I think it's because, one, it's it's okay. I equate it to how you probably treat your family versus somebody you just meet or maybe like a stranger, right? That, you know, 
is you might go a little harder on your family or your friends because they know you and they know your personality and you can be yourself. Um, he's basically grown up with Red Hood and he's mm-hmm. taught, he's like a father. And if Red Hood is killing instead, he's like, I know 100% you fucking know better. I know and, this. For and a that's, fact. that's the thing that I was going to bring up. It's, yeah. it's the, uh, it's the argument of, Hey, you know better. And she is learning. Yeah. So like, that is why he's so much harder on Red Hood. Yeah. And it's also Harley Quinn, the good versions of Harley Quinn, because people have tried to rewrite her history so many times. Mm-hmm. The good version of Harley Quinn is she was a girl that was manipulated by the Joker. It mm-hmm. not like, oh, I'm a fucking sex fiend and I wanted to fuck Joker. Like some people try to write that uh, fucking story of her. People have made her like, for the lack of a better word, like a whore throughout college and stuff. She was like, oh, she slept her way through all her exams and stuff. Like they've really tried to tarnish her origin. Yeah. I like she was a very smart, accomplished woman that was manipulated by the Joker. And yeah. became who she is. And also had the gymnastics career. Because that makes it more believable that she's a badass in what she does. Um, but yeah, like I think it's... Uh, I think she was just manipulated. And I think a lot of people know people who have been manipulated. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, dude. Like when you hang out with a manipulator, once you learn that somebody is a manipulator, you're just like, damn. And you feel for that person. Because like, shit. I mean, they did everything. Like that's what they... Like there's a big discussion nowadays about like love bombing people that go to people that know are probably not 100% the most secure. They're a little, you know, self-conscious about stuff. And they're like, you're the greatest. I love you. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe somebody that, you know, they do that kind of stuff makes the person feel like, Oh, I've never been loved like this before. And then they start showing their true colors and they're like a fucking asshole, but they're like, Oh, but I love you though. Like, you know, like I, I accepted you for who you were. Yeah. It's a huge manipulation tactic. And um, that's kind of probably what the Joker is. Right. So, yeah. like, I would go, um, Red Hood should know better. He was basically raised by Batman. So, like, there's no excuse for him to kill because he's been brought up in that way. So, um, yeah, I'm, I would, I'd get mad at my kid more for doing something bad than somebody else's kid because I'm like, all right, you probably have shit parents. So, like, I'm going to let it slide a little bit. I'm not, you can't be a little shit around me. You know, I'm not in my house. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, for my kid doing something, like, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know better. I know <laughs> you know better. You know what I mean? So, that, I think that's kind of how it is. Uh, Moncray says, I only agree with what you said about movie soundtracks to an extent. Since whether or not the original music is good, it can make a movie less forgettable. Like Black Panther and Spider-Verse, for example, are solid music projects. Uh, show audiences that they put effort into that department. And I feel DC needs more of that. Granted, depending on the movie. I ag- I agree to an extent as yeah. well, yeah. Uh, because yeah. we disagree, people. Because uh, again, we talked about the difference between a uh, a soundtrack and yeah. a uh, what a score. Yes, and yeah. a, and a film score. Um, when you go above and beyond, like Black Panther, mm. the studios went. And said, hey, we want to make this culturally relevant to the community that's going to appreciate Black Panther more than anybody else. And that's what made the album awesome. You look at Spider-Verse, the exact same thing. You look at the original Spider-Verse soundtrack, it is awesome. I love it. 
still haven't gotten around to listen to the whole thing for the second movie. Um, but you know, you you look at uh, Venom, Eminem, yeah. yeah, random fucking song. Um, yeah. it's <laughs> it's a meme really yeah. now, but like you're like why? Like yeah, like it, it, I can't be Eminem put his name on that. I want to know how much he got paid for. That. <laughs> Like, is what you, I want to know. Do you think that made the movie that much better? Th no. There's an ongoing conversation with me and some friends about like Eminem getting into like the superhero music stuff. Yeah. Because I think he's done it more than once. Yeah. Um, I, I, think... I hate that I'm going to say this, but Nickelback has a better superhero song than <laughs> Eminem. Oh, <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I forget how that song goes, but like I can I can do it in my brain, but I couldn't put it out in words. It's so funny that you say that because recently, uh, as I like doom scroll TikTok, mm -hmm. uh, there has been like one or two accounts that's like this song can go to any movie, and mm -hmm. it's the Nickelback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm new to here. I don't know. I can't even do it. Like it's just I don't remember the words, but it's in my brain. Like I know yeah. that that's the Nickel. There's that one, and like didn't like saliva do. A popular uh song too. Uh, did they? I think so. I could I think wrong. they might have. I think they but I, I mean, know. and then there's the very classic Daredevil Evidescence. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so crazy stuff. But moving on from that, uh, we have Alexis Barrera that says, um, rather have one bad day series. A Harley Quinn, Mad Hatter, Scarecrow, Hugo Strange, Deadshot, B Poison Ivy, Black Mask, Hush, Man Bat, Ventriloquist. Okay, so we are finished with a one bad day yeah. set that has finished. Mm -hmm. I think, in all honesty, it uh, Alexis, I think you're on to something <clears throat> because I believe I have not heard anything, mm -hmm. but um, I have heard that the pre orders on the box set has mm -hmm. done pretty well. I bought one, and I think that is going to push DC to do more of these. Interesting. Do you think that they will do it with people that are not Batman characters? No. Yeah. I I don't think it makes sense to do that with non-Batman characters. Yeah. Um cuz then you're just you're you're just wanting to squeeze as much as you can out of this and I think that will It'll become a meme and be stupid at that point. Yeah. To be fair, I do believe um, that you only... There was what? Maybe... How many books were in there? Uh, like ten? I don't know. Ten? Holy crap. I don't know. I was going to say six to eight. Yeah. Uh, four of them were good. Maybe. Because it was yeah. Clayface. Um, Clayface was good. I liked Raish's. Raish was good. It was it was Raish. Riddler. Uh, I like Riddler. Riddler was one that we liked because that was Tom King. Yeah. Um then but it was a good was... story, not because it was Tom King. Because the, the way you said it, people were gonna be like, Oh, so everything Tom King does is good. <laughs> so uh and, and we had our qualms about it. Like yeah. I, I had my qualms about it for sure. Yeah. Uh uh I enjoyed the clayface one more than you did. Um but like yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I guess though, I'm not too sure. Did I have a problem uh, with it? I don't. I'd have to go back and listen to that review. Uh, the ones that were meh, uh, Penguin was horrible. Yeah, uh, Penguin sucked. Uh, Bane wasn't good. 
Bane, it was again this whole idea that like he became a hero. Yeah, it wasn't really a bad day. That didn't really make sense. Uh, they tried to change Freeze's origin. Didn't like that. They made oh, him yeah. like a controlling husband kind of person. Didn't like that. Yeah. Um, and then Catwoman uh, was lacking. Yeah, Art was amazing. Catwoman. That was the that was the other one. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there was another one that we're just not paying attention to. Either way, uh, out of this series, though, I hmm, here's the here's the thing people don't remember, and we covered this. Remember that year of the villain was pretty much a bunch of origin stories too, or for some of these characters, it was origin stories. Yeah, it, because it, it, Black Mask had that issue where we found out his family owned a makeup company. Yeah, you remember that's that? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like there was other stories like that too. Uh, and maybe I had the wrong event, but they did do origins for characters for a little bit, and Black Mask was one of them. Yeah, and so remembering that, I kind of don't need that. I think option A is superior to option B, mm-hmm. but option B has I would I don't need Hush. I don't need Hush's origins. We've seen it too many times already in his books. Yeah. But I would love Poison Ivy and Ventriloquist. So we don't I need th- Man Bat. Like well, we don't. See, I think you could you could make an amalgam of these. You could yeah. switch Mad Hatter with Poison Ivy, and you could switch I don't know. I you, I kind of want to know Manhattan's origin, how he became obsessed with Alice in Wonderland. True, you know. So, um, but I feel like I don't know if people would would, would fixate on that because they'd probably fixate on how he became like a tech person instead of being obsessed with Alice in Wonderland. You know, and we did get that one miniseries that was all about Man Bat that yeah. ended like with his that death or whatever. Yeah, that one, one was of really your, good. I, one of your co-hosts or in another podcast said that that was a tor- terrible series, but it was so good. I actually yeah. really liked that yeah. story. Um, your co-host was dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but but you're right. I I don't need hush. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still not looking forward to uh uh whisper or whatever her name is going to be. Uh, the the you female what? version of hush. That's gonna be Damien's like oh yeah. I can't remember what no, her... it's shush. Shush, that's right. Yeah, shush, oh not whisper. God. Uh wow. I I, 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 I can I I I can wait. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah, <laughs> please. Yeah. Um if we if there wanted to be a comic strike right now, I'd totally be down. It <laughs> <laughs> C- couldn't happen at a better time. Uh and you're right, Black Mask. I think it was You're the Villain Black Mask, and I think mm-hmm. it was a Tom Taylor story, actually. Uh, uh yeah. so uh black mask hush i don't need man bat we've gotten we know what his bad day yeah. is you know mm-hmm. um so i think we we're good there uh ventriloquist and poison ivy i think would be really really fun to kind of play around i would switch out ventriloquist or ivy for scarecrow and strange i don't care for those two too yeah. much yeah. you know because like you can only do like we if you've read enough batman there's a good origin story for scarecrow that you already know hugo strange i don't really care you know crazy doctor that's all i need to know you know uh we have crazy doctors in real life so i'd prefer to learn more about ivy how she became obsessed with you know botany and stuff like that and ventriloquist 
how he got the doll for the first time. I would love to know, you know? Yeah. And see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd go option A if I had to pick one. Uh, there was a comment. I, I don't know why Moncray said L. Um, but because your comment was an L when it came to music. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Clay says, what casting would have been the best? Assuming at the time in their prime or of their prime. Robert Downey Jr. as Batman. Whoa. Clint Eastwood as Batman. Tom Cruise as Batman. Uh, Brendan Fraser as Batman. Harrison Ford as Batman. Harrison Ford. Oh, God. Because he's such a grumpy old man. Like, I would take, give me Harrison Ford's looks when he was Han Solo the first time with Harrison Ford's attitude today. (laughs) That's the perfect Batman. He would... He would almost, uh, almost, guys, I'm somewhat joking with this. He would almost be a great old man Batman for Batman Beyond. Yeah, he'd be fantastic because he's so grumpy. Like, he doesn't like anybody. I love the meme that's going around where the the clip of him and uh, what's the actor's name for the new Captain America? Um, uh, he was in. Uh, he was obviously Falcon or whatever. Yeah, uh, uh, I know Anthony his Mackie. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. Uh, where he's all like, where he says, where Harrison Ford says, "Let's film this shit," and he's like, "Yeah, let's do this shit" or something like that. And like Harrison Ford, it sounds like he's like, "Let's film this garbage movie." And yeah. I think Maggie's like, yeah, let's film this shit, bro. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. And I just like love how people are like, you know, he's probably meant that in a negative way, right? Which I just find it so funny. Well, no, I love uh one of my friends has this clip saved. He did a uh interview, uh Harrison Ford did an interview for uh Conan mm-hmm. uh in his podcast. Yeah. And so if you if you've seen the way he does his podcast now, it's in the small room. Mm-hmm. Uh it's very much enclosed, uh, but they were uh, they were all talking about Star Wars stuff again. Mm-hmm. And Harrison Ford just like goes to one of the producers uh, that's sitting at the table and he goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend just saved that one part. Mm-hmm. So whenever somebody says something stupid yeah. or like we're in an argument and, and we say something, he always just posts that video. It's just yeah. Harrison Ford yelling, shut the fuck fuck up yeah can you here's the thing though if it's not star wars or indiana jones what's the first harrison ford movie that comes to your brain uh fugitive yeah i haven't seen that movie yeah i don't have uh, a lot of harrison ford movies that come to my brain outside of those two franchises there's there's fugitive there is uh of course uh blade runner uh there oh uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah what else is there i haven't seen blade runner <laughs> So I haven't seen his movies. I need to go watch, but I I, I just know him of those two things. I I would recommend watching. Uh, there's there's two movies, mm-hmm. two movies of the Fugitive. It's the Fugitive, and then the sequel is uh, U.S. Marshals. Oh, okay. um, really great movies. Yeah. Uh, but I really enjoyed the Fugitive. Nice. Uh, moving on from this, we have Eduardo de la Cruz. Uh, Clay says. Was that a chainsaw massacre R34 tab in your wait, you just closed? Uh no, it was R34 of who would win. Uh I would not be ashamed of having an R43 tab open. And people know this. Uh, only if it was on stream, because I would get banned. Uh let's see. Pig versus Leatherface. 
Dano Riddler versus Leto Joker, Chainsaw Man versus Killer Croc. Chainsaw Man versus Killer Croc is he's Chainsaw Man's destroying him. Yeah. Like it's unfortunate. He's killing him. He's destroying him. Uh Dano Riddler versus Riddler Joker. Leto Joker. I think man. Leto's Joker would would beat uh Dano's Riddler. Yeah. Um, just in the sense of like we saw only small bits of how crazy Leto's Joker was. Mm -hmm. But like my big thing that always terrifies me about Leto's Joker was when he's in that circle of knives and then you see like the baby dolls or whatever. Yeah. That are like just like sitting there. It's like, why the fuck are those baby dolls? Yeah. Yeah. I'd go Leto's Joker. I would go Leto versus Dano IRL, to be honest, (laughs) because like Leto is crazy. Uh, and Pig versus Leatherface, as playing uh, Chainsaw Massacre enough lately, Leatherface is just a big doof. Like, he just runs around with his chainsaw and tries to kill people or whatever. And he's kind of like, his whole family's talking shit to him the whole time. They're like, you big dummy and like all this kind of stuff. So I don't think Leatherface technically has the cognitive ability to win a fight, necessarily. I think he's just a big powerhouse. That's why he's going after victims that are just normal people, right? Pig would dissect Leatherface. So, like, I think Pig would win that fight. But, yep, that's all we got for questions, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Clay, I don't know what you were gonna, you would pick from those. I don't know if you uh, from that. From Leatherface and Pig, I think it would be Pig because he's just a little bit more intellectual than yeah. Leatherface. It's, it's, uh, and you always have to decide what's more important in a fight, Braun or brains yeah i think in that instance uh brains would probably help pig more so mm-hmm. and so i would that's why i would pick pig yeah but like when it comes to the brutality of the two i think it is of course leatherface yeah um yeah, well i don't know like because it gets to the question of is it more brutal just because he's doing the hacking with a chainsaw? Or is it like, how crazy do you have to be to do the hacking like with cleavers and knives? Because there's so much more like you have to do. So I don't know. Like chainsaws easy. Like dummies get their legs and stuff cut off with chainsaws every day because they're dumb. So yeah. like, you know, but you got a pig over here being like, let me just go ahead and cut this off. You know what I mean? Like, that's just crazy. Be that. I don't know. It's like a sophisticated brutal, if you want to say <laughs> something. Because I think you walk into any of these guys' lairs and you're like, yo, what the fuck? You think it's just brutal in general, you know? So, anyways. Uh, but, yeah, moving on to comics, ladies and gentlemen. I just noticed this. I'm looking at our YouTube. When did YouTube start rounding the corners of the videos? Oh, uh, on the shorts? No, on the actual like shit. I know they did that as thumbnails, oh, but like shit. watching the show, like I just now realized that too. It's rounded. What the hell? That's weird. Wow. Um, anyways, I hope nobody has like important information in the corners of things because you're fucked now. Um, <laughs> anyways, moving on to comics, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man, where do we start? Where do we start? I think that because we're gonna have a lot more to talk about with it um let's because i'm sure the only two that you read was i i skimmed nightmares okay so Uh, let me go ahead and just give that the rundown um you need to 
technically read nightmares to understand a portion of Batman Catwoman anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but essentially good guys win, uh, is, is of course the, the big thing. The one thing that upset me, and of course I, I would nest, I would really have to like, look at the other tie-ins for this series. Mm-hmm. We ended the third nightmares book with, the th- the trinity of nightmares right yes. it had wonder woman batman and superman's nightmares mm-hmm. and you're like oh there's gonna be a big fight between the three. Oh yeah there wasn't that's what I, now that you mentioned i'm like yeah they weren't in the fucking book no not at all so you have to like I, I, i'm sure i would have to go to one of the other tie-ins to get that fight that's which is stupid stupid yeah um and unfortunately, when it comes to Williamson, we know he drops the ball when it comes to finales. Yep, he does. He's a, and, he's him and Tom Taylor need to really box that out to see who's yeah, the worst. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. Now, this uh, we find out that like uh, insomnia in in Dead Man, uh, you know they're they're fighting nightmare versus nightmare basically yeah uh fighting each other's heads throughout this entire thing while the justice league is like oh well i think this all has to start with john d where all of this started in the hall of justice Mm -hmm. and so they go back to his body um and uh find come to find out batman had the uh dreamstone the entire time all right it's like oh do you think that could have helped you with the nightmares? Probably, maybe, yeah. you know, just just something there. But uh, they give this to Sandman Dodds uh, to help eradicate the nightmares that are in real life. While uh, Dead Man makes a sacrifice uh, of himself to, you know, destroy Insomnia. Yeah. So... Uh, they trap insomnia inside the nightmare stone. Um, dead man is actually dead. Uh, mm-hmm. He is no longer dead man. Uh, it, it seems that he truly sacrificed himself. But at the end, we do see uh, that Batman collapses. He is uh, like his body took such a beating from when dead man was possessing him uh, that it wore him out. And yeah. he is now basically in a coma um, where uh, Superman and Diana, Wonder Woman, they are surveying the world and they realize like, yeah, we won, but it doesn't feel like we won because mm-hmm. these nightmares actually came out into the real world. People are now scared of superheroes. Yeah. And like, that's the big lesson of this whole series. But at the end, there's like a post credit scene type thing. With uh, and we've seen these before uh, mm-hmm. with the Williamson events, and I'm sure they're like supposedly co- like coming to uh, something bigger that they're planning, uh, mm-hmm. but we still haven't seen anything come from it. Uh, Waller is talking to some individuals uh, that we cannot see their face, but she has stolen the Nightmare Stone and gives that as well as the Helmet of Hate to a individual that we do not see the identity of. And like the big thing is they can never know who I am is, is what the person says while he's grabbing the helmet and the stone. And he calls himself Dr. Hate. Yeah. I saw that at the very end. 
Um, he just looks the... like Ares, to be honest. Yeah, he looks like uh, uh, he looks like an amalgamation of Ares and Doctor Fate. That's really yeah. it. Um, yeah. I did read that, and I was like, that's kind of cheesy. But here's the thing that I noticed about comics: if I found out about something during the real time, it's usually when I'm like, that's kind of cheesy. Like Doctor Hate, I'm like, that's kind of lame. Yeah. Had I found out about Doctor Hate five years from now or if dr hate happened five years ago and i'm just reading stories about him later on i'm like that's kind of cool you know what i mean <laughs> it's so weird because like i it, it's like because you're seeing the things created in real time right like yeah. there had to have been people back in the day when they're like spider-man kind of on the nose isn't it you know what I yeah. mean? but people nowadays are like spider-man you know what i mean <laughs> so granted i don't think anybody's gonna be like being like dr hate <laughs> you know what i mean but we'll see. Maybe he'll become huge. Uh, yeah, so the, the Nightmare thing's crazy that you point that out. The Nightmare Trinity or whatever. That that's not in this book. Yeah. Um, that's the thing that kind of pissed me off. I'm like, oh, there's going to be a, like a big throwdown between the two Trinities. And there's nothing. Yeah. Um, you want to know another thing I hate about this? is uh, I noticed this when I was flipping through. I was like, during this whole Nightmares event... Isn't Nightwing supposed to be the leader of the Justice League? Yep. Where well, the fuck was he? Again, not yet. Because he still needs time to think about it, remember? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he, but he's he about to go sell the high seas. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they they are really pushing this whole thing. And I, I honestly, I think they might just retcon it. Yeah, probably. Like, I think that... Batman will just be in the Justice League. Uh, but at the same time, and They're I guess this is a great Justice segue, um, yeah. I think Zdarsky definitely wants to do his own thing with Batman. Not a good segue. Let's let's take care of the Joker book first. Oh, the Joker book. You said you only read two books, so I didn't read that one. Oh, I didn't read Knights. It, it, you don't need oh. to read it. It's a manga. You can flip through it right now. And we can talk about it in true, two seconds. True, 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 true. Uh, all of the Joker book is, is obviously we know it's just Joker learning to be a parent. That's all yeah. this book is. And manga is really fast to read for anybody that hasn't read manga before. I just read 140 chapters of Chainsaw Man in like a week. So it, it's very quickly you can read all that kind of stuff. But with this particular book, Joker, we know he's a little mad that he wasn't able to get uh, Bruce into a daycare, right? Uh, so I think he's just kind of like, you know, kind of going through those thoughts, thinking it's like so dumb. And he's he's like, I'm so responsible for this kid. Like, if I don't hold this kid the right way, like, you know, something can kind of go down. But then as he's holding the, he's holding Bruce, he's like, all right, I'm going to put you down. He's like, you're kind of useless, you know? Like, you, you know, Batman was cool. You're useless. And he puts him down in his little, like, the taco kind of thing, puts him on his back. And when he's like, oh, I got to go get you something. And when he comes back, Bruce is like butt naked, turned around. And he's like, you turned around on your own. It's, it, yeah. it is. I, I literally just read it all right now. Yeah. Uh, it is a bit of like a, a big thing when kids yeah. are able to like turn over and everything. But then it's mm -hmm. like a little bit of a nightmare because you're like, oh, shit, they're going to suffocate themselves. Yeah. If they can't turn back around, which is literally what he is like worried about. He's like, is he going to do it himself? Yeah. Or do I just wait here? What's going on? And then Bruce starts to like pick himself up with his with his arms, which yeah. again is another big thing whenever a baby can like lift their head. Mm -hmm. And so I think like all of these things happening at once 
I think it's really funny because of yeah. course, of course, Bruce would be able to do all of mm. this all at once, especially at the very end when you just randomly see a, a tooth sprout. It's yeah. like, holy shit, Batman is going through all of this aging, which makes me think, is he accelerating? Like, yeah, I is, think so. I think is that's he, the case. Is is he growing up faster than the average baby? Yeah. Um and that's with, probably because it's a chemical stuff too. So yeah. Um, which will be very interesting because like since he's like he's probably gonna grow up super fast, right? Like faster than anybody would ever know. And he's probably gonna be able to keep his memories or something. There's gonna be some bullshit like that where he knows everything. So he's gonna be a teenage Batman, or he's gonna be like very young and his body is gonna be like Okay, so if you put it that way, like is he at the very end gonna be a little bit more laxed on Joker because he raised him? I don't know. Well, here's the thing, because he teenage angst is a thing. Yeah. So he'd be like, You're just trying to hold me down, Dad. And so, like, it'll probably be that kind of thing where he's fighting his dad, like, throughout the oh. city. Like, I don't agree with what you're doing. I want justice, you know? So it could be kind of shit like that. So I think that'd be kind of funny, you know, a different version of them fighting like that. Um, but, yeah, so essentially Joker's like, how about, you know, you've had a big day today. Let's go to the strip club, which I think is funny. He's like, he puts him in a little papoose or whatever the hell it's called. And, uh, you know, and they, they, they're walking and he thinks he sees the bat signal in the moon, but he's just like, oh, I'm just tired. Like I'm exhausted. Like I'm, you know, exhausted. Uh, and he knows that that's not the case because Batman hasn't been there. And that's it. You know, manga is very fast to read. So um, that's as quickly as those things are done. But moving on to the talk of the town on Twitter recently. Ooh-wee. I have never seen people complain about a book as much as we saw today i thought we were the only one i thought we were the flagship podcast of complaining about zadarsky's batman run because everybody else seems to be okay with batman falling from the moon and getting his hand chopped off and uh, zurin raw all over the place but people have been talking about this book so much so i don't know if you want to read the comment clay uh that you posted in discord from a an angry uh oh, no i don't yes, listener yes. but an angry person that is uh, upset about Zadarsky and Howard. So uh, I, I I saw this randomly scrolling on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was like, I have to share this. So yeah. uh, this is clearly from an angry reader. It says, we've gone through seven writers, which is an exaggeration, but it yeah. definitely feels like it, on Batman since Tom King. And none of these frauds have been able to touch what he did for Batman. I've been reading the same stories regurgitated by lesser than writers since King's run. Yeah. Woo! Uh, Clay posted that and I was like, oh, I kind of want to go read this and see what people are thinking. There was a follow up comment to that that says and, by the same person. And I don't care. Y'all were so ready to eat dick or to dick eat Tynan's run because he created that biflexual Moon Knight facsimile. Uh, f- 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 I don't know how to say that word. And now we've got pussy power writing the most out of character bullshit for both Bruce and Selena. And Zadarsky is just glazing Morrison like shit with every issue. I was like, God damn. I think pussy power is supposed to be Howard. So (laughs) I don't want to go that far in Disney, but I'm assuming that's who they're referring to. Um, But people are not liking this. And, And the crazy thing is, 
people are way more upset about how they're writing Selena in this book than Bruce, which I think is crazy. Because I, I think they're both out of character. I think a lot of people are like, these. this is, it's, it's like, and I said this online, it feels like Howard and Zdarsky have not read Batman in the last 10 years. Because they're doing, somebody, I saw this, I think Tom King retweeted this. It was somebody that reviewed this book. And they were like, wow, this makes me feel like I'm reading something from the 90s again. And I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah. like. No. I, I I just searched on Twitter, Batman Gotham War, mm-hmm. and reading some of the latest tweets. People are not liking this. Yeah, read some, pop all. some off. What do we got? Uh, so there's one here uh, that says, uh, I'm going to give it one more issue, but it's not hooking me. The Superman books got me instantly. What a fun premise. Super core LL so fun. If Gotham War wins me over, I'll check it out. Uh, the new Batman and Robin book. The art looks great, though. So people are just saying, like, this has already turned them off to saying, because for me, whenever it comes to a new series and a new mm-hmm. event or whatever, I usually give them three issues because usually by that fourth issue, like they they really have like whatever event is going on really solidified and and you know we're hitting the ground running mm-hmm. people are already saying no to that and saying yeah. if it's not good the next issue fuck the story yeah uh people are saying uh you have the right to enjoy this comic i've tried to commit to spending less time obsessing over things i hate and going point by point would be Definitely uh, count as obsessing on things I hate. So I'll bow out now. I hope you enjoy Gotham more. I'm hoping it improves for me. Like people just don't like this book. Yeah. I I mean, we've said this on the podcast. If we didn't have this podcast, we wouldn't be reading this book. We, I wouldn't have been reading Batman for the longest time. Like I, I wouldn't have probably read Batman since I would have gave, um, you know, Williamson. uh, I would have gave everybody a chance, but I would have dropped it already. Um, Zadarsky would have dropped. I would have dropped Zadarsky in the first two or three issues for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, the only issue I think that was really good was that one issue where the Justice League showed up. That was a cool issue. Other than that, like a lot of his other issues have been garbo, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, not a lot of people happy with this, but let's go ahead and review this, Clay. Let's go ahead and talk about why people don't like this. So this book starts out with obviously this book is coming right out of uh, you know nightmares or whatever and they have a clip of that of the nightmare stone versus the justice league we also find out what you mentioned batman collapsed so he's been in a coma essentially for a while and then of course who shows up on the first page is zarin ra but what i hate even more about this page Mm -hmm. is the second to last panel yeah implying that Batman has more than one personality or more than one Zuran Raw within his head. Yeah. This makes no fucking sense. Yeah. I am hoping that it is just a bunch of different Zuran Raws that we've seen previously. You know what I mean? I don't want Batman to have a billion personalities because that's getting to the Joker kind of, oh, Joker's got a new personality every day. You know what I mean? Well, like, and the thing is, uh, we'll get to this later on in this story, but 
there's always been this argument within the internet that Batman is just as crazy as the people that he fights. Mm-hmm. So is that what Chip Zdarsky is trying to push? That he probably has a personality for every villain that he fights, probably. I don't know. I mean, wouldn't this guy thinks Batman can survive falling from the moon? I'm never gonna let that go. Like, no, I just fucking no. it's dumb. I I you know what? If somebody wanted to to start a conspiracy and say that Zadarsky is a plant from Marvel to ruin Batman, I'd believe it. I'd start to, I'd get on the train. I'd start sipping the coffee every day and be like, oh, dude, there's this new information that apparently Zadarsky is like fucking Kevin Feige's right-hand man. You know what I mean? I would start sipping that coffee because I'm like, there's no way somebody can write this bad on Batman. Like, Batman, this is parody at this point. But it's also really crazy that I have seen people on my timeline eat this shit up. Like, yeah. oh, Batman has never been so good. This is this is why Batman is the GOAT, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm just like, doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. Like, you can't just love Batman for being Batman. You have to understand the content of what you're reading. Yeah. So those are that's the first page. Oh, also, here's the thing I don't like. That is something that Zern, Zern Ross says. He is like, he says, I'm just your backup personality a pure Batman, which I think is dumb. So mm-hmm. Zuran Ra is apparently a better Batman than Batman, which I think is dumb. By the way, I just want to, I just want to fucking point this out. And Zerdarsky wrote this Batman fixed this problem in the backup book. He said that Zuran Ra is bad and I have fixed the problems. So why the fuck is this Zuran Ra coming back? I think that Chip is trying to say that, Zuran Ra is so powerful that nobody has control of him, not even Batman. Yeah, so dumb. But also, Zuran Ra learned in the same fucking book that he is like, I can't operate this way. Those are my sons, not my soldiers. What happened to that? Where did that go? Did Zuran Ra just forget that he learned to be more human? Uh Oh, what what the fuck, Zadarsky? Like, anyways, Batman, Zuran Ra also says, I am your preparation. So Zuran Ra, fuck every, fuck those like 12 to 20 years or whatever of preparation and training you did. I'm your preparation. Granted, you could read it as in a way he's just being cocky. And I'm yeah. going to assume that's what he meant. But I'm like, no, not you. you're, you're just part of the preparation. Batman made you to be a part of an arsenal. You know what I mean? But uh, that's me nitpicking. And I'm going to fully admit that. Here's where I stopped reading this book, Clay. Instantly went to go read One Punch Man after I read this. I flip the page and it's Bruce waking up in the Batacombs. Yeah. I I had to read that book. two or three times yeah. to be like, what the fuck I, is that? My dyslexia thought it was data. And I thought I was like, oh, it's probably like database or something. And I was like, nope, nope. That clearly says Batacombs. And I closed the I closed the app and I went and wa- read One Punch Man and read a couple One Punch Man issues. And then I made a tweet about it and I was like, I instantly stopped. I was like, I got to read it for the podcast. I was like, I have time right now. I better just knock this out. And I fucking came back, skipped over that part. And um, it was essentially, there. Batman was all like, how long I've been out? And Barbara's like, you've been out eight weeks. And he's like, oh, what's been going on? They're like, oh, we also found out you don't have a hand. You want to talk about that? And he's like, And Later. he's like, uh, no, calms off. Yeah. But one thing that I recognized, or not recognized, but noticed, um, this is a new Batman suit. Yeah, it's uh, the Zern Raw logo, which is weird. 
Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't look great, in my opinion. I don't like the bat symbol. No, bat. Uh, I don't like the art. Yeah, this is the same artist that was on the uh, the uh, other Earth. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. But um, like. I was immediately like I felt so betrayed because I saw the Jimenez yeah. cover and I was like, mm-hmm. cool, we're getting back to Jimenez. And then I saw this. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You think Jimenez is doing the bat books? And and, and not the, the crossover? Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. So he's probably doing the bat books and not the crossovers, which is and he's probably just doing all the covers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just all like, oh, so we have this story and not so great art. Okay. Uh, also, was this the artist that they were like, came from Marvel and was like the greatest, like he's going to be the best? Was this the same guy? Or is he just doing covers so. too? No? Yeah. Uh, anyways, Batman goes out prowling, right? It's what he does. He's got to go out. He's got to go do his thing in Gotham. And we come across two burglars that are trying to, you know, take a diamond or whatever. And they're like, yo, are we doing this right? And they're like, dude, we did all the checklists. We know what we're doing. Batman shows up. And he's like, he already knows who they are. He's like, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so, you guys got to stop running. We should point out at the start of this book before the um, nightmare stuff, there was a guy that was like down in his dumps. And he was just like, I can't keep working for freeze. And these guys, they don't care. Like they just treat us like crap. And there was a note left on his window seal that was like if you're tired of like not getting what you deserve meet at alley town or whatever which was a message from catwoman yeah so that was that um so batman has these people escape on him and he's all like hmm he was uh this was clearly professionally done like i kind of know who this might be whatever uh then that guy from the start of the book is training to break into a high-rise building and he can't do it he's a little scared and Catwoman um, is all like, you can't be scared. Like, you, this is how you're going to make your living, yada, yada. And she gets a text message. And it's somebody from her training area, which we find this out. There's a bunch of people training at this church or warehouse that Selena has. And it's all the people from her book. For If you weren't reading Catwoman, she, there was a breakout. She had all these women come with her. And they're working basically her new posse. And uh, they're they're training all these people. And she finds out that she's like, we got to have a meeting. Because Batman has woken up like she was. I thought we were going to have more time, but he's awake, which doesn't really fit with the story they were telling previously. Because unless I go back and read the last issue of Catwoman, she was talking to Dario and being like, hey, if we're going to do this, we need to talk to somebody first, which I assumed that she was going to go talk to Batman. Mm -hmm. But in that time frame, nightmares happened, which she was also asleep. So how is she planning all of this? I guess. She was probably, are we supposed to assume that nightmares happened before the last issue of Catwoman and then she's done all of this in eight weeks while Batman was asleep? Is that what I'm supposed to headcanon? Probably. Yeah, so, but I don't remember nightmares. Well, I, I think that's the case. I, I, I think it? that's the case because everybody, like, it's a big point of attention in this book that crime is down. Crime yeah. is down. Like, Batman is not here and the city is better for it. Like yeah. that is like the big thing that yeah. that that Chip and Teeny are trying to push onto the story. Eight weeks seems a little fast for that, in my opinion. But it's comics; it is what it is. I don't want to nitpick. But anyway, she's like, "I thought we have more time. We're gonna have to meet up with Batman." And so 
we that's what basically what the conversation happens. We get a little cameo from Maxi Zeus uh, out of nowhere here. He's trying to steal some stuff. And there's this nice, interesting moment where Robin, uh, which is Drake, uh, there's this goon that's there with Maxi Zeus. He's like, no, 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 no. And Robin's all like, you're better than this, Craig. And so it's like they know the henchmen already. They're right. Like, you should be doing better than this. Like, why are you with Maxi Zeus? And Robin tries to go, you know, defeat Maxi Zeus. Maxi Zeus has a lightning bolt, which Robin dodges. So he has technology, I guess, because it's not a power, but he's able to throw a lightning bolt. So I don't know if this is a weapon he holds with him, but Batman shows up and stops Maxi Zeus. Robin is so happy, gives him a big old hole. He's like, of course I, of course I need you. I hated this. Really? Okay. What does Tim say? Uh, of course I needed you. Or no, damn no, no. it, Batman. No, no, no. Keep. It's one of the first things he says whenever he sees Batman. Um, let's see. My God, bruh. he says. He says. Bruh. Oh, I mean Batman. He uh, was about yeah. to let his name out. Yeah, that does not happen. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, but I know the argument for the fans here are going to be like, he was just excited to see Batman. You know, no, it, yeah, it, that I agree with you. I agree with you. Tim is a veteran Robin. Yeah. Like the one, the people have had arguments that he would be the best Batman replacement. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't do that. But here's the thing, Clay. They also make a joke about calling people their names in public later or not a joke, but they make it an attention to where Batman corrects that problem. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so here, after the hugs are exchanged, Drake is like, hey, um, Catwoman wants to meet. Masks off. Uh, usually for Bruce, that means a little something different, but um, not here. Why would, why? Yeah. This bothers me even more. Mm -hmm. Why would they go to a public place still in costume with only their masks off? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because that's uh, what happens. Yeah. For and some the only of them. The only two that are not in uh, with the uh, masks off policy is Damien and Batman, which makes sense. Uh, uh, but also, did it, would, uh, yeah, did. it would make more sense if Tim Drake, Nightwing, and Barbara all had their masks on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you cannot especially what damien says hey this is a hangout for villains and we mm -hmm. all have our masks off yeah what the fuck yeah and everybody's but like oh they, it's fine yeah they give you dialogue on why it's okay because selena says it's okay but they're not trusting a villain so why would they do that and mind you freaking zadarsky feels like he's writing catwoman as a villain from this point it feels like that a little bit. I don't think this, like the the entire time in this strip club or whatever. Yeah, I think this is Teeny's writing. I don't think it could be. It, it's Zodarsky. very possible um, because this is a joint issue. So maybe he writes the Batman sections, she writes Catwoman sections. I don't really know how it works, but you know, it's either or of them. But anyways, we have the whole like they're in a hideout. Spoiler says like, oh, uh, is that really you, Bruce? You're awake and. You know, Batman says no names in the field, spoiler. And so, you know, 
Damien's all like, Father, how are you doing? Uh, I knew you'd wake up from your nap. Selena shows up and she's all like, Welcome to the Kitty Cat Club. You can be safe here. I own everything. I am the eyes, the ears, yada, yada. You can talk freely here. And essentially, what this boils down to is Selena is talking about how things need to change in Gotham and how crime is down and how they she's running things by having thieves steal from the rich. And that's yeah. the only thing she, she's doing. She, she has solved the crime in Gotham by yes. instead of having these goons, because they refer to them mm-hmm. as goons, as, you know, being the victims of all of these psychotic villains and monsters who have just seemingly disappeared from Gotham, by the yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, oh, instead, I have trained them to be master thieves yeah. and they steal from the rich, but nothing is worth their own lives. So if anything comes to that, they just bail. And so that way they're safe. Yeah. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. It's also because like, first of all, and I'm speaking about this from the real world perspective, the idea that so many men in Gotham would just gladly work under Catwoman a bit unrealistic because this happens in the real world i'm not trying to say that like oh it can't happen there's gonna be a lot of people that would be like i'm not working for catwoman what's she gonna do even though she has a great reputation i'd work under catwoman really fast i'd be like yeah i'm with you i'm with you but like there's got to be some kind of there's got to be enough amount of people that wouldn't work for her you know what i mean but all these people are like like, underlined in all honesty that's why it makes so much sense that catwoman has so many women under her belt when it comes to her team like yeah that would make sense but you're telling me that all of these other guys yeah again not saying that it cannot happen no but to agree. make this story a little bit more realistic and believable yeah it would make sense if you have like a whole slew of like women and this is like her cat army or whatever yeah like i i think that would be really cool mm-hmm. um but again like People are gonna probably bash us for like, oh, that's sexist and like that. Yeah, we don't mean it in that way at all. But it's just like Selena has faced sexism the whole time she's been in the books. Like, yeah, I mean, Harley still gets it from Joker's goons. You know what I mean? Like, it's it brings reality to the book, right? Uh, and and I, I would love that sexism doesn't exist at all. Like, I'm if I need to make my views clearly, but I'm talking about like what we've seen in comics before, right? Now, granted, you could make an argument that like she's trying, she's offering something that they've never had before. So maybe that's why they're on board, right? But you need to tell the story too of there, there have, and if I don't see this in the book, it, I mean, if it does happen in the book later, that'd be awesome. But there's got to be a bunch of villains in here, right? That are like, I'm just going to work for the cat now, learn how to do all this, and then go into business for myself. And just to, Talk about the sexism that's in yeah. real life versus comics. I'm literally scrolling down these these comments of Batcat. Yeah. Somebody says, so in Batman Catwoman, the Gotham War, battle lines number one, Batman doesn't get lectured once, but twice by women about how much he sucks and how he's how useless he is in Gotham. Yeah. First by Catwoman and then by Montoya. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. It's like, yeah, like like. That's an idiot comment. 
see, again, we we trust me, we're very supportive. We're very progressive people on this podcast, but like we still call out stuff that we think is stupid. It's just what we do. Um, I do think that 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 kind of comment is really idiotic. But if you were to make a comment that Selena and Montoya are very out of character, I'd be on board with that. Granted, I haven't been reading what Ridley was writing in Blue or what it what is it Gotham City Blue or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how Montoya is. Montoya was usually cool with Batman, from my understanding. Not only that, they know each other as yeah. Batman and the Question. Yeah. So like, this th- this is why it's so confusing when it comes to DC's continuity. Yeah. Because everything matters and nothing matters. And there is a history with all of this DC Universe stuff, but there's also not a history. It's like you guys have to like you can't pick and choose. You have to solidify something mm-hmm. because you can't just erase Montoya as the question. It was an important part of DC's history. Yeah. And especially with her as a character within the DC Universe. And not only that, you've been promoting her as the question on uh yeah latino mexican uh covers for the past two years yeah like like you can't just act like it doesn't exist and then here she's lecturing batman oh i don't like you very much yeah what she's worked with some of the most corrupt people in gotham that were cops but she doesn't like batman yeah like again out of character stuff is it's filled in this book so anyways going back to the conversation selena's having she's saying that i'm training all of these people they have rules they can't kill they have to run away if their life's in danger all that kind of stuff uh and she's talking about this now this is where they divide the family this is how the the conflict they're building so the the family's all like sounds kind of like a good plan i mean if they're not you know really doing stuff and they're like well they are taking it away from the rich and it's not really affecting anybody else and like damien's all like so you're making the criminal stronger like you know the only (laughs) sane one there and like everybody's like well i mean a millionaire if he you know if he loses some jewelry who cares you know and then you know batwoman's all like she's right it's actually working we've all seen it out there um and then like i said everybody's kind of getting mad and batman's all like you know no he's like what is this about selena do you expect us to look away and see one of your when we see one of your criminals at work did you really think uh, i'd sit by and just watch crime and watch it take place and selena takes this personally she's all like oh i didn't know we were gonna get personal here and she goes off and this is where Howard and Zadarsky can go fuck themselves. Cause they've said this in interviews that they were like, we're building off of what like King did, right? Like King did so much. They shat all over what King did and they're not even using anything from it. Like they're again, I'm telling you at the end of this, they're probably by the end of their series or their run, they're probably going to have them get married. I'm, I'm calling it cause they want, they want to be the ones to do it. When, uh, like, this uh, idea that she brings up we never got married because gotham needed a batman yeah and you were all too happy to agree and throw yourself into your mission yeah that's not what fucking happened it was also her idea she fucking ran away that's from what gotham. i mean yeah <laughs> that's what fucking happened 
and she's gaslighting the fuck out of Batman. <laughs> like, what the hell? Everybody's always like, Batman's a gaslighter in this fucking relationship. No, he, no, he's not. All right. She's the one that he always steals and he gets her out of the freaking jail. Like, what the fuck? Here's but my not problem. only that, not only that. So there is this. Uh, so again, scrolling through this, this whole uh, search on, on Twitter mm-hmm. says uh, modern DC comics are written by Twitter users. Now to them, Batman only beats up the poor and mentally handicapped because Catwoman says that. Yes. In this yes. book saying, oh, you, you're you're OK with beating these 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 goons senseless. Yeah, uh, but they they get no, like all they need is another chance. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck do you think Batman does all the goddamn time with these goons? Yeah, it's the people who don't take the hand that they are given by Bruce mm-hmm. and still go back to those yeah. of the Riddler, Scarecrow, Two Face, and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like Batman does, Batman and Bruce do what they can to help the citizens of Gotham. Yeah. It's these people who decide to go back and do that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's it's so annoying. And then the only response that Batman has at this point, my parents were rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's because she's saying the wealthy, because that comes after a comment of like, the wealthy can afford it. Like, yes. you know? Yeah. And he's like, my parents are rich because like his parents canonically unless you're reading unless you're trying to be fucking uh matt reeves and kind of make the waynes look bad Mm -hmm. uh the waynes are usually really good philanthropic people and like not like real people not like real billionaires that like kelly pseudoconic would be like oh well no billionaires good billionaires this is comics where they can actually be good billionaires you know what i mean they were good philanthropic people they did good in gotham and they still got murdered in an alleyway for a pearl necklace. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't matter. Like, yeah, maybe they can afford to replace a lot of things. They can't replace lives. And that's what Batman matters. That's what matters to Batman is life. Not wealth, it's life. And yeah. people forget to think that. And so that's when they make Selena feel like such a shitty one-dimensional character here. Because after Bruce does that, she's like, don't yell at me. If we're fighting in front of the kids, you're clearly furious because you've wasted your fortune and your brain on bat cars and punching people. And it took compassion to solve this problem. Okay. First of all, she stole his fortune. Mm -hmm. She gave it to somebody else or she stole it to let Joker pay people or have a rampage on the city and cause way more violence than Bruce has ever done, I think. Um, then he had to fix that problem and still not have any of his wealth. Still, canonically, doesn't have any of his wealth, uh, but he still has money all over the place. Uh, the family he gave the money to, who has the money now, moved to New York, and uh, their son is now being Batman. And Lucius is also having affairs and shit, and Lucius's character has just been destroyed since then. Um, so Bruce has done plenty of things for Gotham. He's tried to do things for Gotham too. Selena acts like she's, her hands are dry of this. She's stolen millions, maybe billions of dollars and tried to make Gotham better in Alleytown and violence has still happened. 
she got a cop killed that was trying to save her sister. Do we forget that? Do we? I mean, Rambi showed us that. Like, yeah. Catwoman is she doesn't have her hands clean here. Like, she of all people should know that trying to do things a proper way doesn't automatically get fixed because villains are always going to be villainous. And so it's really stupid that we're working in this like weird space that the villains are just sitting by and allowing this to happen. Like it's like Catwoman's the only villain in the city. It makes no sense. Like Joker, Two-Face, Penguin, everybody would hear that rich people are getting robbed and they would be like, we want a piece of that pie. But because the goons don't want to work with them, they don't get their hands dirty anymore. Uh, Joker usually is a very hands-on kind of guy. Yeah. Two-Face will kill you no problem if, if his coin lets him. Like Penguin, we're about to learn that Penguin is fucking crazy and will destroy anybody in his way. Like, I don't know. The, the whole concept of this book was made out of thin air. And the reason for it is fucking stupid. But I want to continue because there is one aspect of the book I think is decent. So we're going to go on. We see the family kind of like, oh, I think it's good. Of course, Red Hood's all like, it's not wrong, Bruce. But he's always poking the bear, you know. Mm -hmm. And we learn later that he follows uh, Selena to her house. And he's all like, and she freaks out and she's red hood's like you need better security instead of some guy moping on your fucking couch yeah and they start fighting you know somebody else shows up which is uh what's her name um miko or uh uh marquise yeah well no there's marquise but then eco the one that took over for oh, yeah, Inigo. Yeah. yeah Inigo. um and red hood is like you need somebody on the inside if this is gonna work and that could be me and selena's all like fine oh, not Emiko, eco you were right Inigo. it's yeah. eco okay uh, she's like, if you're going to make this work, like you can never talk to me again. Like you have to go through my people because yeah. we can never be seen together. And so Red Hood is again. And people are wondering, why do, we had that comment. Why does Bruce go uh, Red Hood more than he does Harley Quinn? He just betrayed him. Like, why would you trust anybody like that? The first time I get betrayed by somebody, you're fucking out of my life. Fuck you. I yeah. don't give a shit. Uh, so he's given Red Hood so many chances. And Red Hood does shit like this. And so, bad. Um, so there's that. Red Hood shows that he wants to be on her side. This is when Batman goes and talks to Montoya. And the conversation we already talked about happens where he's, you know, he's all like, nothing's like, you know, I'm fighting for Gotham. She's like, you're a problem. She's like, crime is down and you happen to just be gone for eight weeks. Seems like you're the problem. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of the story they're trying to tell. Then Riddler randomly shows up. So I guess to kind of be like, oh, look, there are actual other players in this. It is not just Catwoman versus Batman. Yeah. Um, so maybe Riddler is going to be the one that's behind this. I don't well, know. Well, it's teasing that Riddler wants to team up with Batman. Maybe. That would be, I mean, it wouldn't be unheard of. It's happened before. It's happened before. But, but when you look at the on the grounds of why this war is even starting yeah it's Dumb. stupid yeah like because because we we have to talk about what happens right immediately after yes is uh this individual that uh was at the beginning of the story mm -hmm. this roland guy um because i think it's the same guy it is um, it is he is uh 
you know, he was training with with Catwoman at the very beginning of the story. He is now, you know, breaking into to somebody's home. You know, they are on vacation. He's good to go. He's going to get whatever he can and get out. Mm-hmm. He finds a couple jewels. He hears a door creak. He runs. Somebody's there with a gun. Yeah. Bam. He's dead. Batman ends up going. Well, before he goes in into the crime scene, he goes to this old bar. Mm-hmm. He's like, this bar had like this was the place to hang out for all of the goons in Gotham. Yeah. And now it's a total like it's it's dead. Like mm-hmm. there's nobody there. He even talks to the bartender. He's like, Batman, don't play stupid. You know what's been going on. Like, yeah, the only person that's here is is this fool because he's gotten too old and you know his arthritis can't help him lift any giant pennies for Toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that whole joke. But he hears the sirens, he goes to the crime scene, and you know, people are on edge, like, oh shit, it's Batman. What the hell? Uh but Batman sees who it is. He recognizes the guy immediately. Oh, he yeah. used to work for Riddler and Freeze. And he realizes, oh, this was one of Catwoman's people now, mm-hmm. you know, trying to steal from the rich. Yeah. And the very end. Yep. The implications that this has is going to be so fucking stupid. This whole yeah. idea that. Zoran Raw is going to play a big part in this war on Gotham because yeah. he says, you know, the whole thing is like, oh, this guy was a single dad and now there's an orphan out there mm-hmm. without any parents. He says, uh, the mission has been tainted. We stop crime. And then in a blue bubble, it says, we stop crime because yeah. we are Batman. Yeah. Um, and the they try to showcase that Zern Raw is going to be there because they have the flashing lights of the cop car on the cowl of Batman and it's purple. Um, I've said this before. I think the Zern Raw outfit is fucking stupid. I don't like it. Um, it's cheesy, it's campy. If it's an Elseworld thing, sure. Um, I hate that it's played such a part of Zadarsky's run. Like, mm-hmm. look, I'm a fanboy of Tom King, but I would make it a note that my whole run isn't just going to be playing off of Tom King stuff. I'm not going to have fucking Gotham girl in there and Gotham and fucking doing everything Tom King did. Like, oh yeah, Ivy's going to do this. And like, like bro, but Zadarsky loves playing with Morrison's toys. Like that's all it is. It's just a kid playing out of the Morrison toy box. And he just, he saw that fucking red, yellow, and purple. He's like, yeah, this is my favorite superhero. Every story's about this. Every arc. Like, what the hell? And It's just not, it's so annoying and boring, and I don't care. But I do like the idea that Selena's grand plan is getting tainted and that there are people that would fight back. Because normally that's what happens, right? Eventually, somebody's going to have enough, and they're going to fight back. And this person was protected by guns. You know what I don't want to see in this book? Is I really hope that this happens, and Selena's not like, we need gun control in Gotham. And it goes into that whole thing. That would be really dumb. Uh, Because then it does feel really pandering, you know, to a point like, oh, we're trying to push political Twitter agendas. Granted. I'm for gun control, but like, you know, 
it's it's on but the it's nose. it's this idea like we i keep saying it's a meme because we live yeah. in a meme world but the the idea of this like oh you 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 beat up mentally ill people and yeah. like it's I'm tired of that debate. Yeah. It's a fucking comic book, people. Like, yeah. There's bad people out there. There's kind of people who walk the line that I said Batman really does tend to help people. Mm-hmm. We've seen it before in other people's runs, not just Tom King's run. We saw it in Snyder's run as well. Yeah. Like, he does help people. And this whole idea of, like, freaking, uh, oh, we got we got to steal from the rich because that's been the popular thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like. With with the strikes and uh, with the billionaires, uh, Elon Musk and like, yeah. it's been a big talking point for a long time now. And mm-hmm. so they're like, oh, we have to put this relevance into our comics. It's cheesy, stupid, and really bad writing. Yeah, yeah. Granted, you can make good stories about eating the rich or going no, don't after get me stuff wrong. like that. Do you know who's really good at that? Who? Green Arrow stories. A lot of Green Arrow stories are really good because he is a very big progressive yeah. comic book character. And mm-hmm. it makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense for Batman. Yeah, You can make it a good story for Batman. Mm-hmm. But doing it in this way is yeah. really stupid. It's like, well, we've I don't know why this has been a talking point every time, but it just fits. Uh, we've said it over the last few podcasts. It's like when you show nudity or boobs in a story or something like that, right? If it fits with the story, it adds an element to it. It can't be the whole story. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what this is. And, like, it's just a dumb concept for them to fight. You know what I mean? And you're ignoring, like, I don't, dude, wh- who did, well, first of all, who did Tom King sleep with? Or whose wife did he sleep with at DC for them to try to ruin everything he did? Because, like, I don't get it. He was selling like crazy. And then, obviously, people didn't like what happened at the wedding. And then he kind of started going downward. But the story overall, again, and I I said this when we first started doing the podcast, his run is going to be the run that people reminisce about later and are like, that run was actually fantastic. What is happening on Twitter now? We have people talking shit about every writer since Tom King has been off. When Tinian's run started going down very quickly, everybody was like, well, at least Batcat's coming out soon, right? We're going to get Batcat. Like, that's going to be cool. Everybody was loving Batcat, and then that's ended. And everybody's like, fuck, like, Batman's been kind of trash since then. You know, Batman Beyond's been good. We've had other Batman things. The Batman title has been trash for, are we going on five years now? Yeah. How long has it's been a while? Because Tinian was on for what? Two and a half, four, two and a half three. years. Yeah. Uh, we've had a year of Zadarsky already. Yeah. You know, we had a couple months, four months of um, Williamson. Williamson. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're approaching like the five year mark, four year mark. Well, actually, it, it can't be five years yet. It's getting there because this podcast started while King was still writing. Yeah. So it's been nearing maybe four years. Um, yeah. And so. Yeah, dude, four years of trash stories. Now, granted, it, some people like it, but yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, another one of these comments. I hope we'll see the effects on Bruce's psyche after having a part of his arm cut off in this new Gotham War event, and that it will not remain an abandoned storyline for the sake of, oh, look, Cat- Catwoman and Batman get divorced again, but this time more dramatically than usual. Yeah, yeah. Look, I understand that comics are a soap opera, but. 
You know, even soap operas turn things different, turn things on their head and make it interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm waiting, Clay. I'm waiting for the moment Batman can shoot lasers out of that hand. It's gonna happen. He's gonna Iron Man that. I know it's gonna happen. Something, something's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like a last resort. Like he's about to die. He's gonna get beat up, and then ooh, fucking Kamehameha, and then he's. But we we said him. like, are they gonna find out, and are they not? And I was like, they have to. It's it's yeah. it's a part of his body, and. Barbara saw it, yeah, and nothing came of came of it. Like yeah. that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that it's just gonna be like, so what? Like, I, I I'm missing a hand. Like mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, here's how I'm gonna call how they fix it. I'm calling this now. He's gonna fall into the Lazarus pit, or fall into a Dionysium pit, or fall into something, and he's not gonna know he has a hand under his robotic hand, and he's gonna punch somebody, and it's gonna shatter. And he's gonna have a hand under it. That's juice. That is the most stupidest thing I think I've ever heard yeah. you say. Yeah, but you know what? I would believe Zdarsky would write. How, how does a hand fit inside of a robotic hand? It just grew into it, man. It grew into it. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. I'm telling you, this man has done some of the dumbest shit I've seen Batman ever do, and that's saying something. And uh, it's no problem. Batman could breathe in space, essentially, in his regular suit, according to Zadarsky. You're telling me that he can't, and he could jump through universes with no problems or effects on his body. You're telling me he can't grow a hand under his robotic hand? I'm telling you. It's going to happen. He's going to do something. Or he's going to wash his hand at like a diner, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, there's this pit that's around the corner that makes the water taste funny. But there you say it's miracle water, so we just kind of roll with it. He's gonna wash his hands, and his hands gonna grow back. I'm telling you, it's gonna be something stupid because they have to correct that eventually. They just have to, or they're just gonna we're just not gonna mention it, and he's just gonna have a regular hand. You know what I mean? Even Star Wars was smart enough to make the hand have skin color, <laughs> like you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh yeah, we don't have to worry about that. But dude, this is gotta be easily. One of the worst reasons to start an event, right? Like, it has to be. It is so... Like, somebody was like, hey, we need a a reason for Catwoman to fight Batman. Come up with something. And this is their reason? Like, oh, yeah, we want to steal from the rich. Selena, you've always done that. And Batman's been kind of cool with it. Now you're just going to train everybody? Like, I just feel... I find it so weird that stealing is the only reason why crime happens. Not murder, not crimes of passion, not any of that. It's just theft is how Zadarsky is approaching this. It's, it boggles my mind. Yeah. Granted, I do think that if people had funds to live a decent life, there'd be less crime. Yes. There, there would yeah. be people that feel like they don't have to do Yes, that. but the idea that all crime or a majority of crime just stops in the worst fictional city in existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. And I, the thing too is like, and I'm assuming this is going to happen in the story. And if it doesn't happen in the story, I'd be shocked. But rich people can afford private armies and security. So all of their places should have like armed guards going forward. So now more people, that's how more people are going to die. Right. Here's another prediction. Mm -hmm. 
the monsters of Gotham are going to come back. It's gonna it's gonna become a war of between Joker and and think Selena so. and and Batman. Yeah, Joker is gonna be a a big tension point here. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what's gonna happen, man. But Zer and Ra, like Batman, since Zer and Ra has been made, Zer and Ra has never been used this much. And like, I don't know. Here's the thing, too. Freaking. Every, Zadarsky has done multiple things where Batman should have already overcome Zuren Ra. Like, he learned from other Batmans. He did all this other stuff. But I don't know why Zuren Ra has become such a big thing. Like, it makes no sense. Um, I I just hate the character. Um, I don't know what it is with writers making me hate certain characters now. Uh, I hated Ghostmaker from Tynan. I hated Batman Who Laughs from Snyder. Um, and now I hate Zuren Ra because of Zadarsky. Like, it's just, I don't know, overdoing it, man. Like, I just don't get it. But it is what it is. Um, Again, I think we could easily say that we would drop this book if we could. But it is the main Batman title. We're Batman podcast. We got to read at least this book of all books. Um, At least, again, this is what carried us through uh, Tynan's run. At least we got Tom King on Penguin. Um, That seems like it's going to be good uh hopefully we got the batman beyond which is also good as well uh i do think we're gonna get some more stinkers in batman we are getting that one arkham asylum spinoff thing which i'm not excited about that at all um and then there's like other batman books that are coming out that are based on certain things and they don't seem too promising but i don't know i don't know we'll see what happens that's kind of how it is being a batman fan you have a lot of ups and downs but we'll we'll see where it goes. But that's pretty much it. Uh, Clay, what do you got going on this week, man? This week, if you guys can go over to Star Wars Alliance, by the time you're listening to this, everything has been uploaded. We interviewed Tom, uh, who is the book editor for any and all things Star Wars as far as novels. Uh, really fun conversation. And he set a challenge uh, to anybody who is interested uh, to put a... Uh, 1980s to 1990s popular uh song as a needle drop because one of the questions was if there was a needle if there was one needle drop in all of star wars where would you put it and he said uh that the the one needle drop that he wanted he didn't know the song that he wanted Mm -hmm. but he set it up as a challenge uh in return of the jedi when Luke and Darth Vader cross their lightsabers at the very end and start fighting, like mm-hmm. that's where the needle drop would have to start and it would like pump up the fight or whatever. ZDC mm, uh, Thunderstruck. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? Uh, Juice has gotten me into the content creation mm-hmm. kind of thing. I have the means to do it. I think I'm going to join in on this. So it's, it's, it's a really fun conversation. Go check that out. Uh, as well as our review for Ahsoka episode three. Um, but also, there is a book that has come out called From a Certain Point of View, uh, Return of the Jedi, which is the whole entire reason why we interviewed Tom. There is a separate uh, review episode that we did on that show. So go check that out as well. Noise, noise. Um, I'm just busy. Uh, I've been streaming on Friday, Saturday, so you can come check out those streams. Uh, I should be streaming the same thing this week. But yeah, I'm just constantly slowly working on the new channel. I say that every podcast, but uh, this one has been legit. I've been working on it, but we got a lot going on in my job right now, too. So it's been pretty 
hectic. But anyways, also been still dropping the uh, shorts. To appreciate anybody that's been checking out the shorts lately because they've been growing in views and subs. So uh, if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, why not subscribe? We're going to be making more content. So check that out. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman!